0: Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week, fresh off the film set. Doesn't that sound so cool? Well, fresh off a film set, I have Nancy Barbie with me this week. And yes, Barbie's her real name. And no, She's not a full-time actor, but she was on a movie set today. But wait, wait, wait. That's not even what I'm talking about today. I'm talking to Nancy Barbie because she's an author. Today, we're going to talk about angels. That's right. Angels with an author and a movie star. Who knows? Could be. Nancy Barbie's here to talk about her book, My Angel Is You. Hmm. Join us, won't you? The conversation starts right now. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have one of the greatest names. Now, it's attached to a, a person. But I have a real live Barbie doll with me tonight, uh, this afternoon. I guess in my in my world, it's afternoon. In her world, it's a little bit later. Nancy Barbie is joining me. And yes, that's her real name. And uh, we're going to talk about a book. We're going to talk about her being a Rotarian. We before the show got to talk about North Carolina barbecue, and I think that might just you know start a whole new whole new podcast just about barbecue. And uh, she's a past governor. She's a Rotaract liaison, and I have the honor of having her on my show. Nancy Barbie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, this is lovely. Thank you so much, Quinn, for
1: your warm hospitality even though you're on the other side of the of the world. <laughs>
0: that's true. I'm I'm a I, yeah, I'm on the other side of the world where it's a little wet and a little colder and spring is trying to start, trying. It's it's trying, but that's okay. But we didn't we didn't come to talk about spring or barbecue. Sorry, that was before <laughs> the show. Um, however, shout out to North Carolina barbecue.
1: Yeah, best uh, in the world, best in the world just saying, just saying.
0: There you go. Best in the world. Okay, you can send all your hate mail to RotarianPod at gmail.com. That's fine. We can have the Rotarian barbecue show sometime very soon. But we're here to talk about you as a Rotarian and we're here to talk about this book. So let's just jump right in because I think authors are a fabulous breed, uh, be it children's books, adult books, whatever, to pour your heart out on pages and see what people think. Tell us about the book, my angel is you. What a great yeah. title! Well,
1: thank you, Gwen. You know, I didn't I didn't plan on being an author, really. I mean, I've always been a storyteller because in my profession, I was a in, in education. You're always telling stories to children, right? And uh, about mm, almost twenty years ago now, I was uh, going through a divorce. To be honest with you, going through a divorce, and so I was doing some self discovery. You know, because when you're with someone for a number of years. And then you, um, that you're somewhat, dual,
0: you're yeah, dual. Now you're it's time dual. to be solo again.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's hard to, it's hard to transition to that. So I was doing a lot of self-help studies, a lot of self-help books, a lot of talking to different people about, uh, how they navigated, um, the single world now. And so, <laughs> I'm just, you know, just trying to discover me who I was by myself. And all of a sudden one night, I know this sounds may sound odd. But it's the truth. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I had a computer uh, desk set up right beside the bed, which is probably not a good thing. But that's what I had. That's where I had it. So (laughs) I jumped up. I jumped up and I typed out this poem, and um, and went back to sleep. In about ten minutes, the poem was was there. And (laughs) and I woke up the next morning and got up on my you know looked at my computer and there it was. And I thought, wow. So I I looked at it a little bit and I tweaked it just a little bit, but um, I really kind of liked it. And I thought, well, what, you know, that's, this is a great poem and it was, you know, it's for children uh, because that's what I worked with. I worked with, with um, early childhood education. So I worked with, with younger children and it was basically a poem about children about a a boy that was asking questions about where angels came from. He asked his mother, um, where do angels come from? And she was explaining um, some things to him about, uh, about angels. And she finally told him, I, I don't have time for this. I need to, I need to, um, wash my clothes or get, you know, get housework Do done. mom stuff. Yeah. Mom stuff. And so you mm-hmm. need to go on outside. So he went outside and what I, most people call a guardian angel, which I think that's probably who it was. The intention was
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a guardian angel, um, asked him, so you want to know about angels, and begun to tell him about angels in 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 and around him, people like his teacher who taught him how to read, people like his grandfather who taught him how to throw a ball, his grandmother who taught him a love of of uh, plants, and and different people in his life, even down to a friend that um, kept him calm. He burned his hand and kept him calm when he went to the doctor. So there are angels all over, all around us, and of course that message. Um, I think came through loud and clear in in the book. And it is loud and clear in the book. There are angels all around us. It might be a small random act of kindness. It might be a deliberate act of love. It might be, and you know, that fits right into Rotary, doesn't
0: it? Yeah.
1: To me, it does. And so um, that's what the book is about basically is, is not only do we have angels, I believe, not everybody may believe, but I believe that they're angels Uh, watching over us, but we have angels right here on earth and it's up to us to find out who they are and recognize them and, and recognize our blessings that we get every day.
0: So So I, I, I think that that's lovely. And what, and you know, we are, you were, you were very, you tiptoed beautifully through the non-religious tulips there. That was fantastic. Um, But it also, I do talk, I do find it very interesting that it talks about our quote, greater angels, which is a very common phrase that was used by a historian that sometimes we forget that we can be our we forget our greater angels. And so this right. kind of makes it the everyday the everyday angels uh, do did you do this because you needed angels or did you do this because as you were working in your your new solo life you were discovering so many angels?
1: You know, I think it was a, a mixture of, of both, uh, and a lot of other things too. It just, um, like I said, I was going through a lot of self discovery and trying to figure out life as a single person. And you know, I, I'm not, and you know, I'm going to tiptoe around religion because it's really not a religious book per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ends up sort of being that way because when I was talking to my publisher she said when we were looking at the different categories that you put a that you put a book in she said oh well it needs to be under religion i went oh really and she said really? yes and i said well i wasn't really intending for it to be a religious book i was tending, intend the intention was a book about kindness and a book about uh, grief or and going through um trauma so to speak so that's mm-hmm. what the intention was the intention changed, Gwen. I'm going to be honest with you. It changed over a period of years because I've had this poem for about 20 years. And, and I knew I wanted someone said, Oh, you should make this into a book. And I said, Oh gosh, how in the world do you do that? Right. So this friend of mine's daughter, um, is a great artist. And, uh, so I got Kathy Pope and, and so I asked her if she would do the illustrations and she did. And I, there again, I've had this illustration. Now, what do you do? So you've got the words, you've got the illustrations. Now, what the heck do you do with the thing? And, I, you know, I, I didn't want to go to the different publishing companies. I'm thinking I'm not going to do all that. You know, you sell your mm-hmm. heart soul to them and and nothing wrong with publishing companies. And it's, it's a great way to publish your book. I just didn't know exactly how to go about it. And to be honest with you, I was a little lazy about it. I thought, I'm not going to go through all that.
0: <laughs> well, this has, this has come to you kind of like, yeah. I mean, you didn't sit down and, and write, you know, you, you got a writing desk and you had a writing pen and you had a, it was a dark and stormy night and away you went. I mean, you, this came to you. It, it did. It just came in. Yeah. So then I, I put it on the shelf.
1: I've had it on the shelf for about 20 years. And then here came um KDP which is Amazon publishing self publishing right and this other friend of mine in Australia had published a couple of books and and he was telling me about it and I, and I thought well you know maybe I could do something like that I have to say again I'm I'm basically I think my mind whirls too fast because I thought I can't sit down and, and figure out all this KDP stuff and I looked on YouTube a couple of times on and how to publish and what you, I mean, there's a lot to it. There's a little <laughs> bit
0: more to it than I thought.
1: Yeah, Thank very much. Yeah. So I found this, this lady that had been on a GSE team in my district and uh, she was, she was doing helping people doing self-publishing work. And so I gave her a little buzz and said, Hey, can you help me? And so she has, she's walked me through step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. And since then I've put, um, I've put a couple more, uh, like journals and things like that, just low content books on, on Amazon. I'm working on an, another one, another book. And she's helping with that too. Um uh, there's a lot to self-publishing with the margins and the bleeds and the this. And, the and so, um, and I'm sure probably Gwen, I could probably figure it out. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want, to. <laughs> I want her to do it, but, um, Anyway, like I said, I, it's been on the shelf and I've had these illustrations. I called Kathy and I said, Look, I'm going to use your illustrations. How much do I owe you? She said, No, nothing. I said, Oh, no, no, I have to, I need to buy the rights to these things. She said, Nope, just, I, I just want your book to be um, successful. And what made it even more touching is her mother uh, had recently died and her mother and I were very good friends. And so I dedicated the book to her mother. Aww. And so, um, that well,
0: I th- I think it's very interesting that that angels either, you know, in air quotes, either have to go down a religious aspect or they have to go down, you know, a or you know, or a spiritual aspect or and it it's it's kind of interesting because when you ask the majority of we'll talk about just Americans, the majority of Americans believe in ghosts and angels now the two of them could be intertwined you know depending on they right. also and if you look at especially literature we have a lot of angels of different uh different uh, uh names yeah. you know some people would call an angel uh, a fairy or a fairy godmother True. or you know you don't have necessarily the archangels which somehow started off as these Dashing guys in these fabulous, you know, Roman-esque ensembles to the cute little cherubs that we got around the middle of the of the last century. So it so angels are very interesting. And so I I'm curious, was and I know you talk about the angels that that you say that are looking over us, but tell our listeners, like how can we look for angels in our every day? Like, how are you telling these kids to look for these everyday angels?
1: What are some well, more of
0: these everyday angels they should yeah, look for? The angel
1: uh guardian angel, so to speak, tells this boy and we can too. we can look for people that are helping us out. You, you know, you may, you may go through the line at, uh, at, at Starbucks and someone in front of you pays for your coffee and pays for your, I do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's a, a random act of kindness. And to me, that's an angel. You're, you're being an angel to someone that day. It may, and someone you may not even know that they needed one <laughs> You needed an angel. Mm-hmm. It may be a, a hug that you give someone, uh, maybe somebody in your rotary club when you go to your rotary meeting and you give them a hug and they've had a terrible day and it makes them, it makes them feel special. And in the book, also, the boy sees that, that there's a lot of people around him, a lot of people that do things, small little things for him. And the guardian angel says, these people are your angels. They're right here on earth. And he finally gets it at the end of the story that he finally gets that I see them and I'm watching them every day. And so the message to children and to everyone is to look for those people. In other words, look for your blessings that you're getting. It could be it might be someone that you, if you have a, a doctor's appointment and you don't feel like driving yourself or you have maybe cancer, you know, uh, you know, it was, you know, someone with cancer and you take them to the doctor several times, you drive them there and get them back home and then make sure you take care of them. And then I think about caregivers that are with their family members that have Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or and they're, you know, they're angels in disguise and people a lot of times don't think about those people that are they think about the person that, that's ill but what about people's taking care of them mm-hmm. and what about people that are that are around them coming to uh, visit or bringing them flowers for the day I mean small little things that we don't even think about mostly that we need to be thankful for and look for those angels, and I think that you intentionally have to look for those people that are doing good things for you or good things for other people, and then maybe in turn—and this was the message to the children—that you'll become someone's angel. Instead of fighting with someone at school and be, or bullying someone at school, maybe you'll be the one that steps in and says, "No, let's not do that. Let's let's talk this out, or let's be friends, or let's forget about this. You know, fighting over a." a a baseball on the, on the, on the ground or something. Let's be, let's be, let's share it. Let's be kind. So that's is where. Is this, this
0: book about, is this book about angels or about gratitude or about both? If we, uh, if we believed in these everyday angels would then we find some gratitude in these everyday angels.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's all about being thankful and being grateful for what you get, no matter what it is, no matter how small or something huge. You know, it doesn't matter. It is about gratitude. And I think the people I'm calling the people that 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 are doing those random acts of kindness, I'm calling them angels because to me they are. You just don't know. We don't know what our words mean to someone. We don't know what our what our actions mean to someone. And, you know, you have to be careful about what you say to people and what you're doing for people and what you're not doing for people. So to me, that's intentional, and and uh, it is it is gratitude. But to me, they're angels too.
0: Well, and I and I know this book is is generated or you know for for children. However, one of my favorite books is the Tao of Pooh. So yeah. I mean, I, I like a good children's book yeah. or the places you will go. Um, but I do find that when we get to be adults, and I'm I'm going to use thirty thousand feet kind of things here. It has to be something, a huge calamity before we sit there and go, oh, let's be aware of our greater angels. Let's be aware of our, I mean, we had COVID and all of a sudden those everyday people became our heroes. And I'm not just talking about the, they're called essential workers, which I thought that was so fabulous. These are essential workers that we gave them a title and we actually started giving them respect. Uh-huh. <laughs> because somebody had to do, somebody has to do the work that we don't want to do. So what is it about adults that we have to wait till a war in Ukraine for us to to feel grateful that we don't have bombs over our head or a pandemic that makes us hug our children? Or why do you think that we have a have a hard time finding those angels that are among us?
1: I think it's just really easy, Gwen, to complain. Uh, and you know, we're we're busy with our everyday lives. We're busy with work, raising children, uh, getting the money to to buy the groceries, you know, and things like that. I think it's just easier not to not to look for the positive and not to look for the good things in it than it is to just uh, oh my gosh, I got to go buy some more groceries now or. Or you know, this I've got this kid, and he's driving me crazy, his ADHD, and oh my gosh, you know, um, it's just easier, I think, and we sometimes we get into habit, and I think it's really just a bad habit that we mm-hmm. that we get into. And this book, uh, this is another uh, uh, you brought out a good a good point that this was another issue between my publisher and myself, and she kept saying, for children, for children, I said, this book is for everybody. This sure. book is for everybody. To take to heart. I mean, I'm like you. I love uh, children's books. I think that's why I I wanted to put this in a children's book, because. They have messages and I know there's a a good friend of mine that's a trustee of the foundation, Larry Lunsford, he uses uh, literature and children's books a lot in his speeches. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and they have meanings, and they have, and everybody can take them whatever way they want to,
0: and take them where you're at.
1: That's exactly right. That's right. Yeah. pick up where you are, no matter what you want. But I think it's just a, I think it's a horrible habit, and we and we have a tendency to look, or a lot of people do, not everybody, but a lot of people have a tendency to look on the on the downside of, oh, my life is horrible. Oh my goodness. I mean, I did there for a while. To be honest with you, during, right. during you know doing during the trauma that I was going through, of how horrible everything was, and oh my goodness, but but you know after a while, I really got tired of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, gosh. I mean, I look at the mirror. That pity pot think, was just getting. It was it getting was. old. Okay, it was getting yeah. really, really, really old. And I think it becomes a it becomes a just a bad habit to con- continuously complain, complain, complain. So. Uh, not that look, hey, not that I'm have a positive attitude all the time, but I do try try to te- have a tendency to look towards something, find the miracle in whatever's happening that day. Maybe something small. There again, and I like the small things much better than I like the catra- catastrophes that we have to have, as you said, to to start
0: looking for something good. What do you What do you want to get out of? What do you want kids to get out of this book, and or adults? But let's be, but since we're under the category of children's book. What is, what is your dream? What do you, why did you, why did you do this? Besides saying, well, you know, I'd gotten divorced. I had all this crap around my house for the last 20 years. I decided to publish it. But now that it's there, now that you've held it in your hand, and if you go to Nancy Barbie's Facebook page, you'll see, we'll see you, you know, with that book and it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, What's your goal? Besides getting it done now that it's out there, what is the goal of this book?
1: Yeah, the whole the whole uh, my whole goal is is for children to look for the kindness and look for these people that are helping them and to be grateful for them and and then to turn around and and give it back. So sort of pay it forward. So if someone is kind to you, then hopefully they'll internalize that. That issue and, and, and instead of looking on the negative side, they'll look on the positive side, but then in turn give it back to someone else. So that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal for me is that they'll use this. They'll see it. They'll recognize their angels, but then they will be somebody else's angel.
0: I like it. So the book is called my, the, uh, my angel is you, but we're going to talk about you too. So I want to know your rotary story as well as the book, but I'm sure by now, people are interested in knowing how to get this book. So let's do your shameless plug because I want to know how I get a copy of my angel is you. How can, how can Rotarian support you in this?
1: Yes, that would be great. Um, it's on Amazon. And if you go to amazon.com
0: and do a search
1: for my angel is you. And at the moment you need to add my last, my name by Nancy Barbie. And once you, once you, uh, that
0: darn Mattel decided to make me. a
1: stupid doll in the 50s, and now you, I mean, <laughs> really, and then the algorithm, which I do not understand of, of Amazon, it's been explained to me a yeah. hundred times. What you know, once my name gets in there more, because I just published it in January and I really haven't done a book launch and I have not done a big, big uh, to do about it yet. So I appreciate you having me on here so I can make a big splash here on, on a podcast. But um, that's
0: how you found it. Yeah. And, you know, we do have a literacy month, Rotarians, for those people who actually, you know, pay attention to the themes as much as we love Dolly Parton and we love her books. You know, this is a Rotarian who uh, has written a book herself and a Rotarian who's a a Rotarian Rotarian. Um, You are a a card carrying or I should say pin wearing Rotarian at this very moment um and you're a past district governor did I hear you say that you're past district governor from district thirty three no was
1: seven 730, seven thirty oh, seven
0: 7730. see I wrote down my notes you guys can hear my wrote my notes there <laughs> um I was like, I'm gonna have to ask her when we're recording because I would think somewhere in Chicago would be thirty three or <laughs> you know, somewhere yeah. in the Midwest yeah. or on the Pacific yeah. coast so. Tell us how you got into Rotary, because ro- did Rotary become be- come before the book, or did or did the book come before Rotary? Well, it sort of
1: all went hand in hand, actually. Um, I was at uh, Maisel Elementary School, which is a small rural school in, in uh, eastern North Carolina, and I taught there for 30 years. And so uh, I became the media specialist the last half of my career. And uh, the local Rotary Club. And I knew those, all the people in that Rotary Club. I knew that there was Rotary. I had no idea who they were or what they did. Um, <laughs> and and why would you want to be there? But I knew a lot of the people in the Rotary. And so they would ask me, I think they got desperate for uh, uh, someone to speak at their club. So they would ask me to come uh, speak at their club. And they met Wednesday mornings at uh, for breakfast. And, and my schedule being the librarian was was. Pretty flexible, so I could go. My boss let me go and speak, and um, so anyway, I would go a few times and uh, a few times a year. And so finally, one day, one of the Rotarians said to me, and his name was Milan LaRote, La but they called him Rat. You know, everybody in Maisel has R A T Rat.
0: They Rat. called him Rat
1: LaRote, Rat LaRote. La Where Rat he got that nickname? Rotarian Rat
0: LaRote. Yeah, Say Rotarian and Rat fast. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So anyway, Rat said, you know something, you may as well join us. You're here all the time. And I went, Uh, okay. And well, my boss happened to be sitting there. He was in Rotary. And I looked at him and said, well, you have to ask this guy because, you know, you have breakfast on Wednesday mornings. I don't know if I can come every Wednesday morning or not. And, you know, what could he say? He was, you know, on the spot then. So he said, sure, sure. Your, Your schedule is pretty flexible. You have library helpers, you know, within... Older students that could help you, they could check in and out books and things like that. So you're welcome to join if you want to. So I did, and so uh, I I was in Rotary for about a year, and I loved it. We ate breakfast on Wednesday mornings, and we sold raffle tickets. And I thought, hey, this Rotary thing is good. I like it. And then
0: then you I have a lot it. of R's in your life, ma'am. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of R's. A lot of. What R's. were the raffle tickets for?
1: different things i mean we had one time we had a a trip to florida i think was on it was with raffle uh and we would sell tickets. and then we used the money for scholarships we're giving out a lot of scholarships for the local high school kids so that's what we used it for but uh and then one time we sold a tv and i don't know some some other things there was a lot of other things that we'd sell or dinners you know several dinners we might do uh, a small raffle and then we might have a big raffle so I mean that was their that was their go to fundraiser raffles.
0: They like so, they like their raffles. Rat like raffles.
1: Raffle. Yep, the raffle raffle thing. So anyway, and I liked it. I thought this is not hard, you know. <laughs> so everybody would buy a ticket, and it was not it was not a hard sell. So, um, but anyway, I missed a meeting, and it, after Uh-oh. about a year, yeah, I missed a meeting, and I came back, and they said, "Guess what? We have just nominated you and selected you to be president of the club." And I went, "What?" They said, they yes,
0: for you or anything. They didn't say, oh, by the way, Nancy, would you like to take on this? No, no. I kind of call it a two-year commitment, but.
1: Oh, no, they don't. I had been voted in before and I wasn't even there. And so <laughs> and so I asked him, I said, well, what does the president do? They said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We send you to this thing called PETS um in greensboro Pres- North yeah president-elect
0: training yeah right
1: yeah we send you there and we have you have a great time and we pay for everything don't worry about you go ahead so i did so free
0: trip free, free trip. trip and they're yes. going to tell you about everything that we've decided you're going to be now that's right That's exactly right.
1: there you go <laughs> that's right and my club at the time had about 18 to 20 members sometimes it would be 20 sometimes it'd be 18. Mm-hmm. And so I went to pets and Carolina pets has five, 600 people there. So you, you talk about what we say here in the South of deer and headlights. That's what exactly what I was. And so I met a lot of different Rotarians and I found out, Hey, they're doing other things besides raffles. And yeah, but know, rat
0: likes his raffles. man. Yeah. I on. mean,
1: rat did like his raffles, but anyway, <laughs> the man, I said, "What happened?" And then I found out there was something called RILA, you know, Rotary mm-hmm. Leadership uh, Youth Leadership. Yeah. Awards. And then there were there was at the time it was um, it was District Simplified Grants, which is now District Grants. Right. And then at that time, a matching grant. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know we had a Rotary Foundation. Uh, not that my club wasn't a great club, but they just didn't talk about that stuff because they'd been there, you know, all the rest of the people had been in. Well, and they had their,
0: they had their lane. And I have to say, this is, you are not the first to talk about, especially rural, smaller clubs like myself, you're on a little Island, you know, they, they get their jam and your jam was raffles. And it's not like you weren't doing good stuff with that money. But that was all that you were into. So this That's exactly so right. We, was this, I know you talk about the deer in the headlights, but this must have been, did it scare you or did it inspire you? And actually,
1: it, well, at first it was like, oh my Lord, what did I get into? Uh, uh I, I, You know, and I, I mean, I, people, I was listening, you know, we'd have dinners and I was listening to everybody talking. I, I kept very quiet at first. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, they, uh, we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing all this. And then, then, you know, it was, I got really inspired. I really did. And I thought, and I came home with a list of things that, you know, committees, uh, projects uh, I found out, you know, I knew we had a district governor because he had been there. I didn't know about all these other district people, you know, that were in the district, you know, like the, like the G at that time, GSE chair, uh, Mm -hmm. the you, the uh, Interact chair. I didn't know what Interact was, you know, rack I didn't know all that. And all of these chairmen. And I'm thinking, oh, we've got a whole world of expertise in this district. And I've never heard. And you're
0: not anything. using any of it.
1: Not using any of it. So I came back and, and, um, you know, they, when I got back, I like to say they probably regretted sending me to pets mm. because we did but they blessed their hearts they were great great rotarians i said okay we're going to do this 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 and this and they jumped right on board with it they really did we did a lot of fundraisers different things we did a lot of a lot of other um projects besides scholarships um we did a district simplified grant we've never done that before so we did that we did we got involved you didn't in that have that.
0: to sell so many raffle tickets that way that's
1: exactly right you got, <laughs> a lot, so we got involved with a lot of stuff not to say that i was so perfect i wasn't but i drank the kool-aid what we you know you've heard that phrase you drank For the sure. Kool Aid. well i drank a gallon of it i think that weekend and i i fell in love with rotary at pets and it's been a love affair ever since So um that's that was that's my story, my rotary story. And it's it's you know, I've been now that was in the year two thousand. In two thousand and one I was president and then I've been president a number of times, you know, a small club how that rolls around. So I've been president a number of times and we're now at twenty-two members. So we stayed about the same, you know, about the same off and on here and there. But anyway, but that's I got involved with rotary and it was at the time in my life I was getting ready soon to retire and in North Carolina, you can tire up to 30 years. And so I was like 50, early fifties in retiring. So, wow. you know, what the heck am I going to do now with the rest of my life? You know, I can't just sub substitute teach for, you know, the next 30 years. What am I going to do? And so it came at a great time in my life. And and that's, I think a lot of times, you know, we, we, uh we wonder about people not joining Rotary. Well, this, this got to be their right time. It's got to be their time right. to take that step. So anyway, that's, that's what happened to me.
0: So did I hear you say, and this is going off topic just a little bit, that you were a librarian? I was. We, You know, I, I
1: just say librarian because it was really called at the time called media specialist. And uh, but somehow
0: was, I love the I love the old school of a librarian. Yeah, I, I, I miss library. I mean, the, there is still librarians out there to all the librarians that are out there. I love and respect you. But it's it's kind of getting folksy these days. It,
1: it really is. And I mean, I say librarian because a lot of times people don't understand. Well, media specialist. Oh, you must have been in like you, Gwen. You must have been in film or producing or something. No, right. that was not it at all. So I just took care of all the media as well as all the print materials in the library. So I had to take it. Was care of it was a
0: very sexy title. I mean, it was a pretty sexy title for librarian yeah. is yeah. media specialist. Well, so that, that makes sense. So if you were an educator and a librarian, who was surrounded by books. And one would say if you were a youth educator, so that books, youth books, making your own books, it all just kind of fell in line. It just makes sense. Does it not that this would be your pathway?
1: Well, I certainly read a lot of children's books over the, over a period of years and, and read and did book talks about children's books. And you mentioned one earlier, uh, all the places you'll go with Dr. Seuss. I mean, what other Role model is there besides Dr. Seuss and so many other ones out there, and so and but you know yeah I mean that's my niche so to speak in education. I love early childhood. I love the younger uh, the even though now I've been working with interacting high school kids and now I like those Uh, I like that age. But at the at the time, all my my whole career was based you know kindergarten, first grade, second grade those, those that age group. And so um I think that's what, when I write books and and see different things it sort of blends into that particular age group. So yeah. So
0: we we do in Rotary we have this thing called the four-way test as you well know. Right. Um so since being book author and being Rotarian all kind of intermingled together did the four-way test have any sprinklings any any confetti on the top in this book? Did you think about the four-way test at all when you were writing this?
1: I'm going to be honest with you. No, I did not. Please be honest. That's okay.
0: I did. I would be
1: very honest with you because like I said, I've had this book for um, 20 years and I was just getting into Rotary uh, at that particular time. I think it's certainly now looking back and I think looking today, certainly the four-way test plays a big part in you know maybe I was getting prepped for the four way test or maybe I was getting prepped maybe, for
0: I was going to say maybe you're getting prepped for your next book cuz well, I think a, ch- a children's book about the four way test would be quite interesting don't you Well that
1: that might be that might be on the on the horizon I'm, actually I'm going to give a plug for the second book the second book actually is for it's called lessons for teachers and it's not about academics Uh, you know, everybody you've got to teach that. You don't have any choice when you're in the classroom. You have to teach teach it. But this is more of uh, and it goes along with sort of the angel of you is talking about um, you know, give them the gift, the gifts that you give them as a teacher, whether it's laughter, whether it's uh listening, whether it's um um work ethics, whether Mm -hmm. it's um, you know, and so that sort of actually now that you mention it, Gwen, hey, this is a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, it does go along with the four way test because it 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 mentions um, not the four way test, but it mentions some elements of the four way test in this book of the different things that an educator can pass on to their
0: their students. Have you had a chance to either read the book or witness another kid reading this book? What's what's been the response, especially from kids?
1: Yeah, the I have actually. Of course, adults have have uh, bought the book, and they, a lot of them are buying them for their grandchildren or their uh, or their children. And um, I have a neighbor down this about two doors down from me, uh, and I took it over as soon as I had I got a copy. Uh, you know, you get a proof copy just to make sure there's right. no errors and that type of thing. So I got the proof right. copy, and I took it over there, and I watched her son, who's thirteen he read it to his baby sister. She's now four. And, nice. um, and she, I mean, she caught on immediately. She immediately said, I can't remember the exact words, but it was along the lines of, well, I can be an angel. I can Bam. be an angel. Somewhere, I went. Go. There you are. There it is. That is, there it is right there. So, um, you know, he, he seemed to like, of course he was a boy. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't really, you know, express his, like too much you know at 13 you don't you don't tell things too much at 13 and but he was uh he was very intent on reading and pointing out different things to her I mean he read it just like an educator would read to a child and and talked about the pictures and talked about what was there and pointed words to her so he was very intent Um, and I tried to be real quiet over in the corner not say anything but yeah that Was a lot of fun, so that's the only, that's the only child I've seen read it so far. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of uh, other parents that told me what their children thought and uh, that they liked it. And this one friend of mine said her granddaughter, her mother told uh, the grandmother, We have to read this book every night, wow. every night before we go to bed. So that makes that's 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 very special.
0: I want some. I heard about an exercise that I don't know if Oprah somebody said every single day that we should write ten things before you go to bed of things you're grateful about. Like just every single day. Is that a place where we can start besides your book? But in in gratitude in Rotary, can we just start with something as easy as ten things every night that we can be grateful for?
1: Yeah, I like to say do that in the morning And yeah, okay. If you want to do it at night, if you want to That's do it
0: 20. at 20, you're like ahead of the game.
1: That's right. Do it, <laughs> do, it, do, it, do it in the morning, do it. You know, waking up is a, <laughs> you should be very grateful to wake up
0: That's and right. be
1: able to see, be able to see the uh, sunrise or be able to hear, you know, someone talking to you because a lot of people can't or be able to speak or be able to walk, mm-hmm. to get your cup of coffee or cup of tea in the morning. I mean, those things we need to think about. And like I said, being intentional uh, uh, of the things that we should be grateful for. And I know that maybe sounds cliche-ish, but, and yeah, Oprah is a big uh, fan, and I'm a big fan of Oprah uh, and and talking about gratitude. And I think if we did more of that worldwide and everybody did more of that, maybe we could develop um, some more peaceful programs and be peaceful have more peace in the world besides looking at everything that is so negative all the time, which seems to happen a lot and seems to happen a lot in our world at the moment.
0: So I just have a couple more questions for you. And I thank you so much for spending so much time with me, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring in our, our president elect, uh, Gordon McNally. His theme is about hope. And, uh, in the podcast that we recorded, he talked about that, that hope, even though I took it from a place of, you know, I guess it's, you know, almost, almost um, uh, sympathetic, like, okay, well, we're, we're hope. I guess we can hope for some change and where Gordon is coming from is like, no, we are hope when people have lost everything, when people need an angel Rotarians are that hope. We are that angel. Does that, does, does that make sense? And is that kind of what, how Rotarians can be? Can we be that hope? Can, can or are we those angels? Oh,
1: absolutely. I, I think everything we do, whether it's helping people locally, um, I think we do bring hope to them. I mean, Gwen, I take groups to India every year for polio eradication. And um, to see those children and the mothers, you know, being and to bend down and touch your feet, giving gratitude to us and Rotary, Rotary does that, mm-hmm. giving gratitude to us because they know that their child will never have polio because of what we would, because we were there. So, and I like to say, there's no, we have no idea what those children will become in years to come. That particular child, when you drop those two drops in that child's mouth, that becomes your child. And you don't know what that child is going to be when they grow up. They could be the one that finds a cure for cancer. They may be the one that that, um, develops a a program that will enhance the world and, and have an environmental impact. We don't know. We don't know. But unless we provide those opportunities for those children and give them that hope that that's possible then yeah of course we i think i think rotarians are a great example of giving hope to people i mean what do we do uh, what do we do every day we we do global grants and those global grants we're helping people that we may never see probably won't right we're giving them heart surgeries we're giving them dialysis machines we're giving them clean water we're giving them education i mean What other way, what other, how best to help people than to help our fellow man? And that's what we do. And we give them hope. We do give them hope.
0: And we can do it with a book too. My Angel is You. Wow, Nancy, Barbie, thank you so much for spending so much time with me today. And uh, greetings from North Carolina. And and we'll talk about barbecue some other time, but we're going to talk about (laughs) the book and you as a Rotarian. I will make sure today that I take a deep breath and uh, acknowledge some of those angels around me. I, I I know I fall under the category when life gets very busy that I forget about some of the most um, important people that are all around me. And those are just the people that are sharing this big blue marble. So uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it.
1: When it's been a pleasure. thank you so much for inviting me. thank you so even after I hounded you. I appreciate you I appreciate you, oh. I appreciate you uh, having me on. This has been a pleasure and actually a great pleasure to get to to get to know you better. so thank you again.
0: oh my pleasure. and we will make sure that in the show description we'll put a, a link to the book if you all are interested in uh, supporting this rotarian um and uh yeah. And uh, I, I think Literacy Month is not that far away. Just saying. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'll send you a I'll
1: send you a clean link and and uh, yeah. So spread the word. That's the that's the main thing. Just spread acts of kindness, you know, to people.
0: Yeah, be those angels. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gwen. Thank you so much. Calling all angels. Being our better angels. Angels among us. Hmm, I like angels. I mean, come on, why not? Angels, how can you be an angel today? I know it's something I'm gonna think about. I love being an angel or random acts of kindness if you wanna use another expression. I love doing it. It makes me feel good. So um, be someone's angel today. Why not? It's a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for talking about everything from rotary to barbecue to angels with me today. It was a joy to have you on the show. And it's always, it's a joy to have you listening in. If you have a Rotarian that I should know about, rotarianpod at gmail.com. All right, angels, until next week. Take care of yourself and the world around you And I'll hear you next time on the I'm Rotarian podcast. Have a great week, you guys. We'll hear you next time.